you did say how it was um, quite funny how we are as we climbed and obviously the views get nicer and nicer yeah. and the landscape's more beautiful but we both were like are you spending your entire time looking at your feet <laughs> yeah. So, yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. okay cool hello and welcome to 30 by 30 i'm simon and i'm co-hosting episode three of the podcast i've challenged lucy to climb the highest mountain in england scotland or wales so it's a Saturday morning, um, the Saturday of the first Maybank holiday weekend, and we're in a town called Marlow, which is where um, Simon's from. And he's uh, downstairs making final preparations because today we are driving 250 miles north to the Lake District to climb Scuffle Pike, which is the highest mountain in England. Um, I think that we settled on Scuffle Pike over Snowdon and Ben Nevis just because it's just a bit closer and we decided to do it over the, the bank holiday weekend and we kind of felt like that was sort of doable um I'm really excited I'm I loved Simon's challenge he was one of the first ones to submit his challenge um and he also said I'm going to do it with you which um they're sort of in a way some of my favorite challenges when my friends have said that so I'm really excited but I'm also a bit apprehensive I think just because I've not climbed a mountain before and I sort of don't really know what to expect particularly as people have kind of given me quite conflicting information like someone said there might be snow which is incredibly alarming especially for someone who doesn't like snow um so I am nervous also I I have a I have a weak ankle which is the most pathetic injury um you could possibly have it's down to a um, very unglamorous accident incident is the better word when I was 17 and I was chasing after a cat um in heels as in I was in heels and um not the cat um I wish I could say that I climbed a tree and fell from the tree or something like that but no it was um the most clumsy stupid injury ever and it's now 10 years on still just a bit dodge so I am slightly I'm just I'm just a bit worried about what the terrain's going to be like but I've I've invested in some proper hiking boots at the insistence of um, a few people, including uh, Simon's sister Ruth, who you heard from in episode two's tea challenge. And Ruth has sort of been my advisor for Simon's challenge. Uh, and she has been giving me some genuine pearls of wisdom. So please listener, tune in for what you're about to hear, which are wise words from my friend Ruth. I just thought I'd share with you the things that helped me most when I was out on my walk. Um, In your first aid kit, I think you should always have paracetamol or ibuprofen because you're probably going to wake the next day. So I always used to take an ibuprofen uh, halfway through my walk because that would stop the stiffness. Um, And spare socks. Um, Your feet are going to get sweaty and disgusting. Hate to break it to you. Uh, I'd take baby wipes, not tissues. Um because you're going to have to pee behind a bush realistically and um, they're biodegradable and also you can use them to wash your hands because that anti-bacterial just doesn't work. I'd pack your favourite snack of all time whether it's a chocolate bar or some candy or a biscuit because when you get to the top of the mountain you're going to be pretty tired. I personally decided when I went on my Duke of Edinburgh walks I took timeout cards for when the boys had had, had enough of the boys, I'd give them a timeout card and it would last 15 minutes and they wouldn't be allowed to speak to me because there was lots of banter from the boys and being the only girl, I found it quite tiresome. Wise words. 
Upon which note, I'm just gonna go and um, knock up some timeout cards and then I'm gonna go and help Simon pack up the car. Day. day for a drive. Yeah. You do the navigating, but I think. Four hours and 30 minutes. Wonderful. So we finally arrived in the Lake District um, and eventually found our Airbnb. And um, we now both fancy just a bit of a stretch of the legs. Um, and what better way to stretch the legs than with a walk to the pub? So we're going to um, head off about an hour's walk uh, to a pub, and I'm hoping then I'm going to um, be able to record uh, me and Simon having a bit of a chin wag over a so pint. We're in the pub. We're in the pub. Um, we we did a recce yeah. from the house to the pub. Uh, we decided to go the adventurous way, which was via the river. Yeah. Uh, and that was eventful. So, what? <laughs> as we just said, what was your low point and high point from the walk over to the pub? So my low point, my low point would definitely be the unexpected bog <laughs> yeah. that we came across. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You knew they had under, underground springs in, yeah. the, in the lakes. I didn't. I don't think I realised because. I didn't realise at that point, for reasons we'll come on to, yeah. but then I think when you said something I looked down and I could see when, where my foot had stepped, water was just Slowly seeping rising. in through, yeah. Your, yeah. Yeah, through, the tra- through the trainers into the jeans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my high point was definitely the stepping stones. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, we decided that instead of going by the road, which was kind of, it was the sensible option, we thought no, we're going to start the weekend as we mean to continue yeah. and we're going to take the adventurous route and we're going to go... Uh, by the, we're going to follow the river. Yeah. Follow nature's foot, natural footpath yeah. um, to the pub, which meant we had to get to the far side of the bank pretty pretty quickly because that was the bank we needed to be on. That was where the pub was, and there were some stepping stones. Yeah. Which looked idyllic. Yeah. It looked <laughs> fantastic, and we got some great snaps <laughs> crossing. But the final the final step was final hurdle. A step too far. <laughs> uh, and. Yeah, I well, I made it. Let's just say that now. I made it. But the, I did not make it. I think you could have made the jump if you'd have backed yourself. I think there was a small step. There was a very, there was a small step that seemed quite um, pointed, mm-hmm. and then there was a very big step, partly submerged, and that seemed quite flat. Yeah. And I think my odds were better surface area-wise to hit the, hit the flat. submerged flat one. <laughs> which I did hit and then slid off of yeah, so and you, into the stream <laughs> you hit, you slid you very nearly were fully fully submerged I know, I know it's a long story it's a long story where do we begin? Uh, we've got to begin I'd say Surrey University circa 1970 I was going to say 20s but <laughs> 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 nah. Early 1970s, yep. Surrey University. Yep. Um, a man called Rob. 
a man called Rob and another man called Roger. Yeah. Who lived opposite opposite flats? Or was it the same? I don't know. They, they lived. Yeah, they were in the same student accommodation. Yeah, that was it. Were they on the same course? No, no. they weren't. Dad Not- did. <laughs> he did something about food. He did something about food. Yeah, he did catering. Oh, he did catering. Catering. Oh, catering. right. Okay. Yeah, he did catering. And my dad did civil engineering. Far, um, far, far better degree. <laughs> and they were mates. They were mates. I think they preferred to say they probably partied their way through yeah. university. Yeah. They had a shared passion for music, though I did hear that their music taste varies and differed quite a bit. So our dads were DJs. They were DJs. Or, well, I've not, not seen proof of it, <laughs> but they told us they were DJs. I have seen a um, fairly harrowing picture of my dad in full makeup with long hair. A mullet, was it? And a, yeah, like a mullet or long hair. Unbelievable, and like, yeah. Like, uh, I think he might have been wearing a leotard. Yeah. Like a Freddie Mercury kind of yeah, stretch leotard with quite a lot of chest hair on show. Yeah. Um, behind the lines of decks. Um, I think my sister might have, I think Uncle Roger showed my sister that picture and I think she might have cried. <laughs> like I think she was I think she was quite young. And she um, cried. Because she was like, Daddy <laughs> Um So they were DJs together, which is a really cool um thing to say that our dads were DJs. Yeah. And they did gigs at the student union, I think. A couple of gigs at the student union. I think maybe once uh, Dad told me they did a, a boat party right. in London on right. the Thames. Yeah, they, and, yeah. yeah and, they, and then they then they somehow got a radio a spot on the student radio station. Oh, that was it. Yeah, the student radio station. Do they have a, they have a DJ now? Yeah, I think so because also I I know so they were the two of them. Their show was called Riders on the Storm. Riders on the Storm. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly <laughs> sure that the reason for that is they didn't know what they were doing the first time they did it. So they went to kind of they needed to sort of work out how it all worked. So they were like, what's the longest track that we can find? And it was Riders on the Storm. So they put on right. They sort of said like, welcome to the show. Put that track on, and that then gave them the longest time to kind to kind of try and get their bearings. And then that's how their show became known as Riders on the Storm. And if that's you, a great story. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm fairly sure that's that's why. Um, and a few years ago, my family one Christmas did Desert Island Discs. We picked like eight tracks, mm. and my dad picked one Riders of those eight tracks as Riders on the Storm. Yes, that's yeah. great. So it began with Rob and Roger. Yeah. And their bromance. And the bromance, which, yeah, I guess flowered. Yeah. Throughout university. Yeah. Uh, and then was reaffirmed, I think, when, well, obviously, Rob and your mum, Nick. They met at uni. So, uni. mum, I think dad, I think dad might have then done a couple of bar mitzvahs and things on his own. Mm. And mum was his groupie. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was there, like, miserably, you know, helping him load up speakers and stuff into the car. Prepping the leotard. Yeah, prepping the leotard at, like, 1am. Um and um, and they got hitched and yep. um, they had my sister and then they had me yep meanwhile on the uh, yeah slightly north of that or south or on the on the bottom side of that yeah <laughs> uh, mum met dad and they eloped and got hitched which we know we, we love that story yep um, and then they had well they, they didn't stop they? no. they had four 
They had four of you. They had four. Yeah. Uh, and that that's obviously where we then come into yeah. play. Yeah. So I think that this is a really lovely story because it begins with a friendship between two guys, two students, and what happened from there was that then it's like a, a di- dynasty of oh dynasty I like that yeah a dynasty of, of godparents yeah which none of us are particularly religious but we use that term and it's all, it's all official it's, it's all official. There, there have been fonts involved signed sign in blood yeah signed in blood yeah. that's it um, and where do we begin by explaining <laughs> how this works well, I think we should start with Katie so Katie is my older sister and her godfather is Roger. Dad, yeah. Your dad. And then Then it was, then it was you. me, I was next, and then your mum, Alison, yep. is my godmother. And then Nick had the sense to s- stop. I was like, two <laughs> We're done. done. I I can't do this anymore. Alison and Roger, take over. (laughs) Uh, And then my eldest brother, Jonathan, uh, was brought into the world. And Rob. So my dad. Returned the favour. Yeah. And was godfather to uh, Jonathan. Yeah. Two years later, perfection was achieved and I I entered the world. And Nick. I was lucky enough to have Auntie Nick. My Auntie mom. Nick was my um, is my godmother. Yeah. And then, barely eighteen months after that, my little sister Ruth was born. So Ruth gave me the tea challenge last time. Yeah. Poor Ruth. No, which is godparent. Then along comes David. Young young David, last uh, last end to the picture, and then the new generation, the new generation, and Katie. Yeah. Yeah. He had two. He has two. He has he had Katie and, and, and your dad. dad. Yeah. Well, he's lucky. I know. I feel for Ruth. <laughs> she must have just been like, "What the hell? <laughs> Who's this kid you get on the block? He's swans yeah. in with two. He takes two. I've got none. Um, and we are forgetting one other. Oh, and then lastly, but definitely not least, Felix. Felix the, the Felix dog. the dog. And who we the Pottons got as a puppy. Yeah. Uh, from Bassy Dog's home. I think he was in Hackney. I think he was found on in Hackney. Yeah. He was a very uh, he was a very cool dog. Yeah. He knew he knew Hackney was up and coming. Yeah. <laughs> so he was he was found in Hackney uh, when he was yeah when he was really young, and we picked him up from Bassy Dog's home. Yeah. And then we thought you know what. Lucy, you you can have the. You seem responsible enough to pet this dog. Yeah, the uh, the, the dog mother. So that's the really complicated, long-winded way of um, of explaining it. Yeah. Um, I can't work out if this is. I think that's blood. It is blood, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's my... And it also looks a bit puffy. You need to be careful because otherwise it scabs and it sticks to the inside of your Rose, jeans. sorry. Rose. Um, that's my bloodied knee from my fall. <laughs> um, so that's the really long story. But, but now I feel like it's quite special because it's complicated to explain to people that that's how we all know each other. Mm. And there are many people whose godparents they, just, they don't see. But... I feel like it's like family. I would definitely agree. And that's really special because it's kind of, it's it's sort of like, I guess my parents and, and your parents were kind of what I've done with this challenge, which is to say I have awesome friends mm. and then they kind of solidified this really special thing by this really special friendship, the four of them, by kind of wrapping it in these really in wonderful these, yeah. relationships and it's kind of then made it a really amazing 
I 100% agree. I don't know anyone else who has that. Has that relationship with their effectively god siblings. Yeah. God family is a term that's thrown around. Yeah. Cousins is just easier. Cousins is the easiest way of saying yeah, um, yeah, pretty much picked up till next Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's really special that we're here. Yeah, yeah. You were, I was so touched with your challenge because you were also one of the first to give a challenge. And what I loved about you is that you were really proactive about it. And like you really kind of, because I need nudging. Mm. And because it has been so much admin. And I, was so, I just loved the fact that you, I said to you, do chase me. I kept on pushing. And you did. And then, and now this is the, this is the, fourth challenge I've done. This is your fourth? That's really impressive, Simon. Wow. And seeing as you and I are quite difficult to pin down sometimes, yeah. I think this is kind of a miracle. I yeah. think our siblings are both like, how are you two? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. How did you manage this? So I'm in bed, um, after a very lovely evening in the pub, um, finally my feet dried off and uh, I've got a plaster on my knee, <laughs> having fallen over in this dream. Um, We've got some really great tips from people in the pub, as well as a lift back, actually, from one of the kitchen staff, which was very sweet of um, Steve. And um, I'm going to settle down now, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Bye, guys. What's happening now? All right, so we are about to leave the house now. Uh, We're going to jump in the car. We've got about an hour's drive to a place called Wasdale Head. Uh, where we're gonna park up and then start the ascent. Woo, let's do it. Woo. So we've just parked the car. We just left the car in uh, the busiest car park in the Lake District. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we both could have a wee at this point. Yeah, I'm saving mine though. <laughs> I drink. We've uh, got Cokes and sugary snacks and water. And gin. And gins. <laughs> and some sandwiches. And a, and a new dog friend. Um, it's sort of drizzling a bit. Um, it's grey, but there's some blue sky hopefully coming our way. Yeah. Um, it's There's a slight drizzle. It's quite nippy. Yes, it is nippy. But I think uh, as we start climbing, we'll probably heat up quite quickly. Yes. So I'm not too concerned about that. No. Um... Right, here we go. Here let's, we go. Let's do this. Oh, Jesus, thank you. Um, I was thinking when we got out of the car, mm-hmm. it's not really like green and lovely and rural. And it reminded me of the Henley show. Did it? Yeah, I think because, I don't know, like we parked up and there's that sense of anticipation of the day ahead. And like, you know, we're wear, both wearing not fashionly fashion conscious clothing so this Henley show is something that we've done or we did do for gosh like our two families did for well over 20 years near 30 years and it's an agricultural show in Henley in Oxfordshire yep it's only about 15 minutes down the road just up the river from Marlowe which is where Simon's from um and it would involve our two families kind of having a nice dinner beforehand at your house mm-hmm. and then piling into a couple of cars the next morning and arriving at this wonderfully middle class agricultural show which had like sheep shearing and uh, 
ferret racing. Ferret racing, which was my favourite thing when I was. Yep. <laughs> 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 I used to love that. Um, and they had like falconry displays. falconry displays and like who can grow the biggest marrow competitions. Turnip. Turnips. Um, aubergines. Actually, no, that's ever has been an aubergine. Um, and it involved a picnic and dad would open up his boot which would be like a pseudo bar yeah. and we'd have pims and cocktails and beers and sorry oh wow what a lovely view i really like any show we could track our progress through the years yeah and my first memories we would be parking in the car park probably about a good 10 minutes walk from the from the main show yes and then you know as the years progressed and we managed to get kind of ring five, watching some of the junior horse riding, some of the dog trials. Yeah. And that's totally when we moved up and up and up. Yeah. And by the time I think, by the time we left, we had two main ring passes. Yes. We were ring one, VIP, and you and I were usually holding down the Pim's tent by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And watching like, well, you, we'd all, there'll be the national anthem, and we'd stand for the national anthem. Oh, that bloke had the most amazing voice. He did. He really, really did. It was a, uh, it's kind of, I'd say, like the foundation of the Richards Potten yeah. relationship. And you all knew that, because there are a lot of us, um, and we all had busy lives. There was like a different permutation of people there every year. And then other halves would join, and it was a real event, but all right. Definitely a <laughs> oh my god, that was scary. <laughs> um, um, can't walk two abreast on this path. No, no, so sort of, Simon's in front of me. And we're sort of running, running, we're not running anywhere. There's running water down below us, there's a stream. And we're kind of going, we're leaving a lake behind us and we're sort of walking between, so sort of like through kind of a valley. Yeah, it's quite, yeah, a deep valley. And I think Garfield's right up ahead of us. Okay, do you think that? Okay. All the people on the right up there. Yes, I think you're right actually. Um, so we've sort of just been walking for god well like 20 minutes 20 minutes um and we're pretty, pretty, yeah i've got another good another three or so <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah a long old slog it's gotta be one of that too i've never been to africa either no quite cool um I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not going to make that like I'm a big mountain era. Yeah. I'm 100% not. But I, I think Everest Space Camp is kind of on a lot of people's bucket list. Yes. Or just yes. to be able to, just to see Everest. Yes. Which is cool. But I've heard recently that they might be closing the base camp. Nice. Um, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> is it oversubscribed? It's oversubscribed. Yeah. Apparently it's been called the world's largest rubbish pit. Oh no. Just kind of get up there, dump all their stuff either at a base camp or, on the, or actually on the mountain. Yeah. And then it just gets left there because no one can bring it back or no one can afford to bring it back or for whatever reason. So oh, I no. guess I'd quite like to do that before it maybe gets ruined. Yes. Um, apart from that night. Because we were talking about the Peru on the, on the, in the car, weren't we? Yeah, that was, yeah, I was talking about. You did, Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. That was amazing. Yeah. The views from Machu Picchu were amazing. Um, and then obviously the actual city itself is amazing. Yeah, I said, yeah, the best, best thing, the best place I've ever been, been done, to yeah. in my life. So that'll be top, I mean, my top recommendation. 
yes. So but I think again, you did it at the right time because that's having a lot of sort of, I think they're trying to get people doing other treks other than the Inca, Inca Trail yep. because again, it's massively oversubscribed. Massively oversubscribed. Um, and it's sort of damaging. It's ruining it. Yeah, so you, you went at the right time. It's real tough because as the world becomes smaller, yes. people will find it easier, easier to get to places. Which is wonderful. Which is brilliant. So much more work to preserve them. Yeah. You know, you know in the Philippines, um, there's an area, uh, Boracay. Okay. And they actually shut the area. It's the main, like one of the main tourist parts of the Philippines. And they closed it for six months. So it's completely give it a refresh and to let it recover. Really? Yeah, because it's just getting absolutely trashed. Devastated. Yeah. Yeah. It is amazing that we can all travel to these places, but it is a shame to think that the landscape's changing because of us. I guess that's a conversation we're having daily now, especially with thanks to the likes of Sir David Attenborough. David. Is there a mountain that you'd like to conquer? God no. Uh, God no, this is... <laughs> I've never thought about it because this is definitely outside of it. This is not my normal kind of trip. Bank holiday weekend. You know that I'm normally... Brunching. Brunching and drinking somewhere. Um, and fairly relaxing um, so this is massively uh, different for me so it's a good challenge Simon oh yeah I was going to say I guess that's kind of why I challenged you to it trying to fit you outside of your your comfort zone a little bit yeah give you a new experience who knows maybe the making of yeah. yeah you'll speak to me in a year's time and I'll be like this time I can't speak I'm, a, I'm just about to run up and down Mount Doom. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you feel about turning 30? Because you're a few years away yet. Have you thought about it? Yeah, I think everyone thinks about it. And then, cause yeah, so I'm 27, so I'll be 28 next year. And then it's like, oh God, turning 30, and you find that scary. I think everyone either has or the societal kind of pressures or what's expected maybe by yeah. the time we reach 30. Yeah. Not purposely, in the upbringing you've had and what you've seen your family and friends have, thinking I should be maybe at this point in my life and so I've got a few years le left yet, so yeah. I'm not too worried about it at the moment. But I can see why people do think about it as this big milestone, because it is a big milestone, but also it kind of isn't in the same breath. Yeah. And I think it's also important, I always think as well, that obviously everyone gets old and you can't, you can't stop that, but it's what you do with your years. And if you've had 30 amazing years, then actually that's not such a bad thing. If you can look back and be happy with the things you've achieved. This is true. And hopefully this will be something that you can do. I'm sure you will. Yeah, exactly. Right, I'm going to put the mic away. See you in a bit. God, I'm really out of breath. And so finally, after about three hours of um, breathless chat and climbing, we reached the summit of Scuffle Pike. Oh, wow.
we've just reached the top and now we're going to crack open the gins. It's time for the gins. Yes, that's such a good noise. And for you? Could you open my hanger? Thanks. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. Congrats on another challenge. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you. How oh you yeah, that's good. I feel. One ch another challenge down. How do you another feel? Yeah, I mean, this is such a lovely way to end a challenge. Um, this. I can't really imagine that many challenges. Well, this must be one of the sort of most elated I'll feel at the end of a challenge because that was. Well, how long did it take us? That took us. It's ten past one. So it took us. Yeah. We left at. We started about half ten. Yeah. Yeah. So just under three hours. Just under three hours. We've done really well. And uh, it was hard. It was much steeper than, than we both, yeah. um, both thought. And much rockier as well. Yeah, I, the I, terrain was really hard work. Yeah. But... I think was, like my lower back does ache. I think I might have to take a couple of paracetamol. We'll dose up. Yeah. But it's all worth it. Yeah, I mean, the view's amazing. Um, it's kind of a 360 view, isn't it, over the lakes? Yeah, the lakes. And then you can see all the way up to the coast. Yeah. Um... And then you can see, yeah. I mean, we're lucky. It's a it's a relatively clear day. Yeah. We've not we're not sat in the clouds. No. No, it's really really uh, it's amazing. It's sort of just as you say, incredibly rugged, and sort of like with light filtering through the uh, through the clouds over the landscape, and it's very peaceful. It's not too windy either. It was very windy on the kind of the lookout, but we found a little kind of flat bit to enjoy our gins and a sandwich. And we're perching. And we're perching, and it's just, it's quite still. Right. Very peaceful. Let's sign off and enjoy our gins. So it's the next day, and we're driving back down south. Down south. And we're both um, feeling it, in that both our legs are aching. Yeah, my, yeah, I woke up and, and you straight away, my calves were fairly tight you said you're feeling slightly better but yeah worried that tomorrow might be the day that it hits you i think tomorrow i will definitely feel it so we yesterday we climbed the highest mountain in in england it was 978 meters and my phone tells me that that was 228 floors or 14 kilometers and it was just under 22,000 steps so it's 228 floors up yeah and then the same amount down as yes well. yeah so it took us about three hours up, I think. Had an hour at the top for... With tinnies. With tinnies. And sandwiches. And sandwiches. And then an hour down. How did you find it? Like, how did you... Was it what you expected it was going to be? It wasn't what I expected. It was It was actually much tougher. Um, we spoke about how we there were, there were definite sections on the walk. There was a nice exit from the car park and crossed the field mm. crossed a nice um, a nice bridge and then started kind of walking up the side of one of the hills but it and then oh yeah and then, that's, and then we crossed the waterfall <laughs> yeah uh, which was a bit touch and go yeah which made you a bit nervy but after yeah. the <laughs> after you... the day before <laughs> but it was okay I but it was it, okay made it one piece and then there was the stairway to heaven yeah which was actually I think I found the stair this, it was sort of like this stone staircase that I think said that, that had been built in the 1900s mm-hmm. and I found that in the early 1900s and I found that really hard they were quite steep steps and it wasn't they weren't like a nice staircase they weren't level it was uneven it was really uneven so I felt like I was having to really con- I basically felt like for six hours I was really concentrating you did say how it was um, quite funny how we are 
as we climbed and obviously the views get nicer and nicer yeah and the landscape's more beautiful but we both were like are you spending your entire time looking at your feet <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. okay cool um there was a couple of a good number of dogs we saw a lot of dogs which was nice a couple of great dogs and they lola. were lola was a gen and she was a little dashing she they, stole your heart she stole my heart and they were smashing it they were making it look easy um, but I think so we sort of then there was so you did the staircase then it was kind of then it was easier then I felt like we found our stride and mm-hmm. it was kind of a mix of sort of gravelly stony paths and some rocky bits and some grass yep. and then we got to like the top bit and that from then it was just rocks it was it was really unusual it was really loads of really small rocks yeah as if um, and all really uneven and you could never quite see the peak you mm. could never quite see the summit you turn a corner and there'd be another yeah another ascent and then you get to that bit and there'd be an- and we yeah. we can we were kind of trying to work out where the tallest point was yeah and until you get to within i'd say 50 meters of yeah it, you actually can't see it that's it because we kept being like that must be it and that then must, it would yeah. come into view we're like oh shit like, that must be it nope another <laughs> bit would come into view um so what was your kind of high point and your low point of yesterday then um, my high point of the day, I think it's got to be the tinnies on the top. Yeah. When we completed it. Yeah. And to be fair, it's fairly busy, but we found we found a quiet spot and it was quite sheltered. We were as sheltered well. from the wind. Yeah. And we had a good, uh, a good rest. Yeah. A couple of lovely ham and cheese sandwiches and a nice tinny. Yes. Um, and just took in the view for about an hour. Yeah. And then my low point of the day. Uh, I don't think there was one. No, I think I think my high point is absolutely that bit. Um, I think also climbing, uh, sorry, crossing the stream successfully twice. Yeah. After <laughs> after the day before's debacle, um, that felt really good. Um, I think the low point was when we began the descent and the wind. Oh, so we got up from from it, yeah. the top and we put away our cans and you know braced ourselves for what you know a sort of a quicker route back down and this wind i mean my fingers immediately turned red it was biting it was, it was so cold it was it was one of the cold yeah it, it was, was yeah i don't think i've ever experienced a wind like that i do have another low point potentially but it was also a high point at the same time it was we were make we were pretty much at the bottom. We were within within walking within visibility of the car park, and we were both really beginning to flag, and uh, we, we were kind of giving each other a bit of a pep talk. We're nearly there. We're nearly there. We can do it. But as we got tired, both of our well, my fitting in particular started going, and I just had the biggest slip on the gravel. I went fully over on my bum. It's the fact that you were saying as you slipped, you were like, "We can, we do, can it. do this." We're nearly there. You just went. It was just... I think another another positive from this is I didn't have to use the timeout cards. No, no, you didn't. Well, I didn't have to either, to be fair. So post the walk, we did. Oh yeah, a lovely drive. We did the love. Yes, we went. So did we do, it was called Cockley Bridge. No, it was uh, called Hard Not Pass. Hard Not Pass. So we did, we did that after the walk pre-pub. Yep, because we made our way back to our to our friends at the pub. Yeah. To let them know that we'd, we'd done the <laughs> that descent. We, that, yeah, that we were safe. safe. Yeah. Um, and that there were no more falls or no more dramatic falls. And um, yeah, so this, this pass was recommended to us by Steve, the guy from the pub 
who worked in the kitchen who'd given us a lift the day before. Yeah, our chef ta- slash taxi. Yes, our chef. Yeah, that's it. He was lovely. <laughs> and this road, you I mean, you were driving and you said that, that it was like no other road you'd really been on. It was, yeah, it was a great road. It was like, um, it was the windiest road and it was sort of, it was going up and down sort of inclines because sometimes we'd go up an incline and we couldn't see what was coming. Yeah, like a roller coaster. Yeah. To the peak. It had the tightest sort of hairpin. Well, Steve said to us, prepare for an argument, the two yeah. of you, because... Which we didn't have. We didn't have. It was really fun. You were very... Um, I was clinging to the... Yeah, at one point you, you went to grab the car door <laughs> as if that was going to save us. Just clinging on for dear life, but that was really fun. It was a great drive and then well-earned drink at the pub yeah and the pub popped up quicker than we thought it was going to which was lovely which was lovely had a drink had a drink um nodded to the bar the bar staff yeah back in the car got back to our um pad and then then we had a lot more to drink and then just <laughs> and then we were just like zombies up for the count yeah completely <laughs> just barely speaking to each other both so shattered and we went to bed and slept really well but i still feel knackered yeah, I still, I still feel. Well, I don't know if that was maybe the beers now. Yeah. Maybe it was a bit of both. Maybe a bit of both, but yeah, feeling, feeling good. Yeah, feeling like we've accomplished. Accomplished, something. yeah. Yeah. Feeling accomplished. Well, shall we crack on and hit the road one final time? You might be able to hear the pitter patter of the rain. Yes. On the car. Oh god, I'm so glad it wasn't like this when we god. were doing the walk. Well, no, we were really lucky. It was just kind of, it was perfect actually. It was kind of cloudy and sunny. You can see for miles. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. So cool. Thanks for being my um, amazing host. My amazing challenger, Challenger. host, driver, co-host. And also, final thank you for um, (laughs) fishing me out of... The pond, (laughs) the lake. was just such an incredible challenge. Aside from the relief that my ankle remained intact and I didn't have to have a wild wee, thank God, I just feel a huge sense of achievement. That was my first mountain. Fourth challenge, first mountain, and it's exactly what I was looking to achieve before my 30th birthday. I had so much fun, which is just basically all down to Simon. And that brings me on to him. I want to say a mountainous thank you to Simon for this challenge and for being my co-host. As previously mentioned, he was one of the first of my friends to submit his challenge and he said he'd do it with me off the bat and help with all the admin. He did all the driving, which must have clocked up some 600 miles um, and took the bunk bed over the plush double in spite of my protests. He famously lifted me out of a stream, gave me leg ups as we jumped fences en route to the pub, helped me scramble rocky terrains and perhaps best of all, presented me with a gin tin at the top of Scarfell Pike. He is the best co-host and God's sibling out there. The Harry to my Hermione. So thank you, Simon, for just such a magical challenge. I'm uploading pictures of the big hike um, up Scuffle Pike to my social media, so please do check them out. And remember to like, subscribe and um, review 30 by 30. So things I've learned from this challenge. Never leap onto a rock in a stream unless you're confident and potentially have someone to catch you. Hiking boots really are a brilliant investment. And climbing a mountain is easiest with one of your oldest mates by your side. Next time on the podcast... It was really great on the first instance to be able to pair up with every single person in the class. Yes. And a couple of times as well we got around that, that circle... So by the time you went around the second time around, it felt almost even better because yeah. you suddenly knew people a bit more easily. You yes. were like, hey, Ollie. Hey, yeah, hey exactly. Will. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, I'm better now, Yeah, <laughs> I think. See you next time, gang. <laughs>